Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the MCU for Dummies. I am dummy number one, Kent. That is dummy number two, Lou, and we've got a packed agenda of all of the craziest nerd stuff that we've been, man, been sitting on for quite a while, Lou. We've been waiting for a couple things to wrap up. They finally did. While we were waiting for those things to wrap up, Marvel fed us with some much-desired uh, Wanda and Doctor Strange love with some also fun little cameos in there maybe in the trailer that uh, everybody's been talking about so there's okay. a lot going on okay. uh we gotta start though we gotta start in the star wars verse before we jump over to the other side of john favreau's uh pillow sheets we can stay on the star wars side the book of boba fett wrapped up lou um mandalorian season two and a half <laughs> wrapped up or as or as uh, actually my favorite descriptor of it from 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 our good friends over at the new rock stars ea boss called it uh grogu and friends which honestly perfect yeah. descriptor of everything right now going on in star wars yeah. um lou it was a weird show um it was not the most well received but to be honest we know that star wars fans don't really like anything so thoughts on book of boba fett where did it leave you how do you feel well, coming live to you from my couch this evening, um, I think you said the word, which is weird. It's just, yeah, it's really strange. Um, I have many thoughts. I'll just like hammer through based on the characters and then we'll lead our way in there. Um, Tamura Morrison, let me, let me make sure that, is that his name? Who plays Boba Fett? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think Tamora Morrison. Well, we're just calling Boba Fett for this conversation. Really there cool that he came back, uh, but also why? Like, did he need to? Well, uh, like, when somebody offers you that many thousands of dollars or maybe millions of dollars, you, like, you just do point? it. What was the point of this show? Like Mandalorian, I felt like was so well propped up. And it, it begins with, okay, so the first question is like, why is Boba Fett who he is? I thought the first episode was bad. Second episode, actually really good. I thought it told a really good story yes. about what's going on in Tatooine from like the 15th, you know, different viewpoint. <laughs> then you get into like Fennec Shaw, Fennec Shan. Chance, yeah. Chance, who I thought had so much potential that they built her up in Mandalorian as this like badass assassin um, bounty hunter that even Mando is like, no one messes with her. And you add her into the show and I don't know if it ever came to fruition on what she was supposed to bring to the table, but I felt like it was a lost opportunity here. Then we get those green pig guys, which I guess <laughs> touches on the point of like this weird cast of characters between right. him and the Wookiee Chris Santos, who we'll get to in a minute, um, which I did not like at all. But that was definitely one of the themes here. It was like all of the little galactic people that played yes. in Boba Fett's universe that you know made it whole. I think that's enough up to episode four. Uh, in Fabs we trust, you know, Dr. Favreau here. We have to really believe <laughs> that he has some sort of direction in place. But man, what are you doing? I feel like the the handling of the Mandalorian was the equivalent of like making a dessert and you know it's not going to come out well before it hits the oven. So you just prop it up with like butter and more frosting and more sugar. And you're like, all right, more like cake batter. And you're hoping that it'll help. <laughs> and, and it did. Um, but then you got like just the malpractice of, of the whole Luke Skywalker thing, which we'll get to in a second. So Overall, it's just a crazy show. First four episodes, I'm not really sure what the point was. Then you get Mando, you know, season two and a half. And then it, it finishes and you're like, I didn't hate it, but I also don't know what I just watched. So yeah. more questions than answers. 
I think we can tolerate what's going on here because they put him in Mando, but man, was that a weird couple of weeks there? What were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think that's a perfect way to put it. Like what a weird couple of weeks that was, uh, it was an interesting adventure. Um, you know, like this whole idea of like star Wars is like this, you know, space opera, which takes place in this desert planet is like, I think we've done it before. I think star Wars is at its best when you see like a bunch of different things. I really like the operatic type structure that they put to Boba Fett's episodes. The Mandalorian episodes were very good because the Mandalorian is a good show with good characters. Right. Um, and like actual relationships there. I think that was the thing missing from the, uh, the book of Boba Fett was a, why is he doing this? Nobody really knows. And B, what is the like emotional connection that is driving the show, right? Because Grogu and Mando drive the Mandalorian. Everything that happens in that show is derived from the relationship those two have together, right? Which is why you knew at the end of season two, for as cute as like as emotionally moving as it was for Mandalorian to give up Grogu, right? we were never going to get like two seasons of Luke Skywalker training Grogu in, in the forest. Right. Like that was never going to happen. And if you remove Grogu from the Mandalorian and uh, Gina Carano is, is weird, then like, there's no connection on the Mandalorian. Right. So you, you knew Grogu was coming back at some point. You just didn't know how I'm actually very happy that they did it this way. I thought it was cute. I just thought it could have been like the first two episodes of the Mandalorian instead of the book of Boba Fett. But I suppose when the book of Boba Fett is so loose and there's not really a whole lot to tell, then you can just do an episode of the Mandalorian there. I don't know why, 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 just why Boba, but you know, like, why do you want this planet? And like, what are you the crime Lord of on this planet? If you don't want drugs to be, he's the major domo or whatever. Like, like, what do you, what what do you, what are we doing here? Like you're you're this, you're this crime boss on a planet that you don't want crime on, which I find strange as a crime boss myself. I thrive on crime, right? Crime is what I desire, right? You need a bounty hunter. Not anymore. He's too old. He needed crime to to occur to collect bounties. Yeah, it's just very very strange. Very, very, very odd. Uh, The structure and timing of the show was a fucking trip, man. It could have been two days. Yeah. For all, and that's all. It it was a trip. It was a trip. Um, We were jumping all over the place with Mando and Fennec and Boba, he's in the Sarlacc, he's back at the Sarlacc, he's just like offing random biker gangs in the middle of nowhere, and yeah. you know, no remorse, which you wouldn't expect Boba Fett to have, for what we know for the character, but uh, holy bejeebers, that was a... I think you, Lou, I think your microphone may have cut out there. Oh man, oh man, we got technical difficulties. Oh boy. Oh boy. He's fumbling. Okay. Can you hear me? Oh, he's back. Oh, there right. he is. Sorry, folks. Um, yeah, it was, it was just weird. I feel like yeah. it's so strange because it's the same people that made Mandalorian. And it's not like, like we know Pedro Pascal is doing the voiceover sometimes, 
and then he has somebody else in the suit and grogu's not real he's the puppet correct it's just like why did that work so well with the same actors and writers where this one just flopped i almost feel like tamora morrison was or tamora i I really don't want to get his name wrong boba fett was like doing things and he kept turning around being like is this how i should do it and they were like yeah just keep keep going just do it like that a really like in the order of things could they have just waited for obi-wan this wouldn't you have thought that like i also still have no idea why the show is called the book of boba fett like if we were gonna go yeah like how much did you love the the song where like every week it's just like hey and then at the end yeah it's boba fett i did love that i did love that that was Um, but that was weird too it's like why do you have one song through every single episode and you're like wait it's actually this song and like it just it, it just left so many questions where I was like, why? There was a lot this that the show left to be desired. I think that's yeah. the best way to put it. I don't know if the show did enough to get like a second season, although I know like I people love love the character of Boba, right? Like He's that's a thing. It's, it's right. not him. So I, I think I think it's time to I think it's time to leave it. Yeah. Um, I think he's a cool recurring character to like have come back. In season two, um, he was awesome. How he just appeared. You're like, yeah. oh, it's both I mean, that. Like, you know, they're cool. absolutely gonna give it a sequel, right? I mean, there's no way they've invested this much money and they had Mando come in and like there's gonna be a season two, right? We know that what's his name uh is in the BAFTA tank. He's getting his getting his that was back to back to tank. He's ah oh, Chris Santos, I'm gonna give you a bath in the BAFTA tank. <laughs> Like, why are they calling this Wookiee Chrysanthos? I, I can we talk? Can we talk about the mods, Lou? Can we talk about the mods really? Those quick? are the robot people, right? The the band of teenagers yeah. that uh, Boba Fett fr- befriended, and they're weirdly colored. He arms the rebels, um, uh, like mopeds that they were riding around the city, and that one guy, that one guy, spin before he shot the droid. Oh, and cool. the, oh Jesus, there was no meaning to any of that stuff. Yeah. Until the end when that woman was like, oh, I'm going to go shoot him. And they're like, don't. And she's like, I can do it. And it's like, oh, now we want to treat him as characters. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was just I don't know what we're doing. I think it's a weird show. Let's, let's like extract the good, though. Let's talk about those two Mando episodes. Because the Mandalorian <laughs> with the other, like the first opening episode where he's with the other two Mandalorians on the mm-hmm. planet is just incredible. Because you can't really see anyone's faces. So I find that hysterical because it's just these like, helmeted figures it is it is wonderful but even through that with no facial expressions and just weird lore and them speaking in monotone this is the way and this like weird rule structure (laughs) gets across so well like it's so compelling and i don't know like why that is um i almost feel like boba fett was just like a cheap copy of the mandalorian and it was a little unnecessary and i think where star wars could thrive like star wars is jedi and i think they struggle to kind of like separate from that because there's nine movies that are all Jedi based, but not documentaries. But I wonder if they came out with like, like if Booger Boba Fett was like a 90 minute, um, you know, just like thing right, right before Obi-Wan. And then that's interesting. And they had like more things like where they just plugged in to just give you these backstories and the MCU did it up and had like bigger meetup sort of things in TV. You know, shows. it's it's interesting to hear you say that. I think one of the things that people always talk about, like uh, Lucas, right? Uh, George Lucas, his the, the best thing that he did was world building, right? That's what people always say about his writing. Um, like the prequels were not the best movies. I think in hindsight, they're actually 
you know, I, I and we talked the about sequels, they're great. Yeah, we talked about a ranking where they're 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 actually pretty good films, honestly. Um, I mean, they're fine, uh, not pretty good, they're fine. Um, but with that said, like George Lucas is a world builder, so like I think that's what they're missing right now. I think they're missing that world building element. They are in the house of mouse, and I think they 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 struggle with that sometimes because there is a lot going on in Star Wars. I think I think like. We have to think about the, the weirdest part about Star Wars. The first movie came out in what year, right? You know, geez. 80s, uh, late 70s. Like yeah, I was going to say 78, 79. Let's see, 77, A New Hope. 1977, it's 2022. And the entirety of the Star Wars story has taken place over 20 to 30 years. And we're at year 50 in real life. Like we're getting towards year 50 in real life. There is a lot of Star Wars that happened in that like 20 year period. And we're starting to fill it out, right? We got some little Mando stuff going on with the connections to the Skywalker shit. Obviously Boba, but that doesn't really connect. I don't like the connection. I think it's useless. Um, like we we in the prequels we went to the like we went to Coruscant we like yep. met the Senate we like met all these Jedi we met like et cetera et cetera in That's short Naboo, these, like yeah all these like all, all these animated shows are canon we know that but nobody's watched them can we can we I, I know we should I know I should watch Clone Wars I'm not gonna it's a good passive and I, show and I don't you, feel bad you clean the house and you watch I know I should watch Rebels Clone Wars. but I'm not gonna. That was right. tough. Like, okay, I, I can speak on uh, the Rebels. Wait, no, not Rebels. The other one. Um, what's the other clone army? It was Clone Wars, Rebels, and uh, Bad Batch. Bad, okay, so I watched half of Bad Batch, and I just, it, it's just not a weekly show. It's mm -hmm. really tough. It's really tough to watch on a weekly basis because they just, they don't connect well. I think if you were to binge them all, that's great. But Bad Batch was just, and it's just nothing new. Like, like, like what the implications are just so far stretched. Because I know Star Wars is a Jedi show. So it's like how yeah. like, I feel like they have to like always link it back to something one way or the other. Because in the original prequel, Jedi are weak and they're trying to overthrow the Empire. In the prequels, Jedi are strong and the Empire is trying to rise up against them. Yeah. In the sequels, no one knows what happened. But it has to like kind of tie back to something larger that's going on here. There's always this conflicting interest of like good guys, bad guys, but no one knows yep. how they came to power or how they lost power. And yes. there's just so many of these little tiny little gaps missing too. So. I think the prequels are a perfect example of actual like fairly good storytelling, right? Like Palpatine coming to power is a good story. Luke Skywalker, Anakin turning into Darth Vader is a good story. Those yeah. are good stories. The, the issue, Lou, I think the issue with Star Wars, like uh, now I think you you boiled it down by accident. I think you nailed it, is it's Jedi. It doesn't have to be Jedi, but the problem is they, they have not built anything, any foundation of anything outside of the Jedi that you can name off the top of your head. Now, if you just want to make it a Sith and Jedi, dark versus, dark, you know, light versus dark thing, fine. But if you're going to be a world builder, then you've got to be a world builder and you got to stop leaning on everything else. They like, let, right, like, like let Tatooine be its own thing. Like, let Boba Fett be his own thing. Don't have an episode of the fucking Mandalorian and Luke Skywalker. Like, yeah, no, you know what I mean? But it's fine if they did, 
and here's the missed opportunity here. In Mando, which they do a really good job at, and the prequels, which they do a really good job at, is there's this compelling need to bring the heroes to a new world. And it's yeah. always questionable. And when you arrive, it's like, holy shit, where am I? And that's yeah. what's cool. Like when Obi-Wan Kenobi needs to go see the clones, um, and he goes to that weird planet where everything's white and he meets like baby. Uh, Kimono, I believe. Yeah, Kamino. Kamino. Um, it's it's weird. Kimono. You're in the middle of just water. And yeah. there's like huge it's cool. It's, just, it's it's crazy. And when you go to Naboo, it's just like that's where the queen is, and it's it's just a whole new thing. So it's again Kurasan, like all these different areas and mando touches on that really well like in the scene where he has to we yes. have this little bit of a love interest and he has to help them fight against the big robot like there's all yes. these examples of where they go to these world like lost lands of world building and they have different rules different laws like everything is so different about them i wonder if they're saving some of that for obi-wan um and the uh ashoka time um show. yeah so katana uh, yeah let's, um, well, let's, let's wrap this up but give me your wish list because obi-wan is so well known what do you want to see from that series, which is coming over the summer? What, what I want to see, I want them to color in what they probably colored in in the animated show Clone Wars, but I want them to color in the Anakin Obi Wan relationship during the time of the Clone Wars. I think that would be really, really cool to see in live action. I think you'd give way more, you know, way more credo to the to the to the turn to the dark side for Anakin and in Revenge of the Sith. I think it would make that movie, episode three, right? Revenge of the Sith. I think it would make that movie so much more powerful if we got to spend some time with it. And I know, again, I know they did it. it do not fucking post naked pictures of me and cancel me because I, I'm not recognizing Clone Wars, the animated series. I know what happened. Trust me. I get it. I'm not going to watch it. I don't care. If they do that in live action with Hayden Christensen and with Ian, Ian McGregor, that's going to be really cool. It's just going to be really cool. Nobody can deny that, I don't think. Yeah. So uh, that's what I'd like to see them color in a little bit. Um, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't uh, be lying if I said I wasn't expecting a little Qui-Gon, like a little mm. Liam Neeson. Probably, um, he probably needs money because little force ghost yeah taken 19 isn't coming out until who knows when he's so he was beating people up on the streets yeah like, uh so therapy so yeah you know actually now that we're talking about it i the only movie where i haven't seen liam neeson beat somebody up is uh i've seen him on the on a plane that movie i forget what movie he's like an air traffic he's like an air marshal or some shit um and then it, it on a so that was the plane. Then the, an automobile that like Ice Road Trucker movie he just did for Netflix, very oh, bad. Um, and uh, so I guess planes, trains. The Day Lewis movie. He's beating people up. Yeah, there you he's go. He's overall so, just a really violent dad. He it's, just likes to hit shit, man. Listen, he's got a skill and he's not afraid to use it. Me with my business background and the six YouTube videos <laughs> that I've created. If I was the executive producer of Star Wars, I feel like that job has to be so easy because there's so many why. Why, why God? I think the reason there, why was he so different than everybody? Yeah. Tell me why Obi-Wan Kenobi was this great general during the Clone Wars and afterwards. Like there's so many of these. And the last thing I'll say is I think the reason Mandalorian, the reason the Mandalorian was so good is that it's established lore in the star Wars world that Mandalorians exist, that bounty hunters exist. Let's look into it. That's it. That's it. Closing statements from Ken. The last thing I'll say here is um, after watching the, the Rise of Skywalker 
uh, trilogy in one one or two sittings after you know seeing them uh, at, when they came out live sure. over the course of multiple years. Um, I, I then watched a couple of those videos of like why it was so bad. And my favorite one was from the YouTuber, uh, The Closer Look. It's like an app, almost mm. two hours long. It's titled Star Wars, How to Kill a Franchise. And they bring up one of the best points about Star Wars is that Star Wars is the one IP that has the most videos on YouTube of what ifs. And yeah. I know Marvel, which we'll get to just in a quick second, because this is the MCU for dummies, there is all about what ifs. But for Star Wars, there is this hunger of fans that are like, what if Mace Windu, you know, beat Anakin or beat Palpatine or all these different stories? What if Anakin's body was still like composed together and didn't need the Darth Vader suit? Like all these fun little things that people have like yeah. poured themselves into. And it's just a shame that like the adults really can't figure it out here. Uh, yeah. Bando. I mean, there's yeah. still hope, but like for now, we'll, we'll continue to be cynics and wait for for the ships to tie lou are you looking for are you looking for a new hope uh maybe we'll just run back the same formula here can i I, give us a little bit of peace because i think Ah. we talk about what could be this year's greatest surprise from the superhero realm yeah i i mean i i'm i will say i'm not super surprised i think james gunn is that good i think everybody expected it to be a james gunn product which is well polished and and ready to be consumed uh which is a lot more than that than can be said for like a lot of the dceu before james gunn right um here's the here's the surprise for me is that i couldn't wait to watch it every week i was excited maker yeah i was i was i was waiting for it you know i was feeling like i felt for loki and wandavision to be totally honest like I was ready. I was ready for an episode to come out. Um, John like Cena. Like, what was your favorite part of Peacemaker? Yeah, like characters, story, like yeah. I, I honestly, man, I think that yeah. First off, that song A plus. It's been on repeat on my uh, Spotify for a while. Um, it's a shower song now, uh, and Lou, a former roommate, knows what a shower song means. And, big big uh, shower guy. All we know, all that anybody in this neighborhood is glad is that there are no joining walls between the houses because that would be very frustrating. Um, but uh, honestly, just like, I think the, the characters are my favorite part. I, I mean, like James Gunn is, is, is very good at, you know, I mean, Jesus, he made us feel bad for Rat Catcher, right? Like, and Polka Dot Man, you know, like he's good at it. That's just what he does. He's a good character writer. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, same thing. The, the band of misfits, right? Um, I, you know, I think some of the things were a little overplayed. I, I wasn't like a huge fan of Economos. I, I, like, he's an interesting fella. Um, we get it. He's useless and he dyed his beard. Yeah, it's like, all right, come on. Um, and then he kills everybody, which is funny the way, you know, spoilers, by the way. Um, but like, good, honestly, just really good character writing. Um it's got to be so weird, man, writing for your future wife, right? Like, it's got to yeah. be. It's just got to be. I, I just can't put myself in that mind frame where you can, like, totally watch, I, which is what makes actors and actresses so cool and, like, like artists, what makes artists so cool, is could you, Luke, could you imagine writing something for your, your sister, your partner, or whoever, and watching them just totally turn into that person for however long you're on set and then you go home 
And then you go home and they're like, yeah, let's, let's eat pizza and, and, and drink beer and shit. And you're like, what, yeah. how are you doing that? That's not right, but it's so fucking cool. That's why acting is so powerful anyway. Um, but it's the characters, man. I, it's, to me, it was the character. Every single one of them bought something so incredible to that show. John yeah. Cena was perfect. Uh, I, I do forget her name, but she was perfect. Um, Orange is the new black lady was perfect. Uh, I mean, geez, man, everybody was on it. And then the cameos. I mean, come on, come on. Who hits you with a Viola Davis? Like for that's expensive. That's oh, yeah. expensive. That's a $5 million. Uh, I mean, Jason Momoa. I mean, you don't just pull those guys out of your ass. You know that that's cash. Yeah. Which, Although yeah, I do I love how they blacked true. out. Uh, I do love how they blacked out Superman because they don't currently have one, which I thought was very funny. Yeah. Henry Cavall, too much money. Um, that's interesting. I, I, I watched it probably in like three parts. I thought like one through three. Um, those episodes was like clearly like, hey, world, here is the show because yeah. um, how it ends. It's so clean. And then after that, I probably like watched four and five in one setting. And then I watched the final ones um, in one setting. And then I watched the finale like the day it came out. I was very excited about that. I thought the finale was great. How they played yeah. the, the intro song during like, the final Loved it. March. Um, it was really good. It was the most pleasant surprise. I think it's one of the best superhero TV shows that yes. has ever come out. It Mainly, was clean, man. It was very clean. It was very clean and it did not have to be this polished. Um, and just like overall, I think it was just a good story. It didn't really have a narrative or anything. And I think that's really cool, especially because of uh, James Gunn gets some feedback about how he does a poor representation of writing in for uh, people of color. And yes. of late, he has clearly, um, that's not been the case because of Suicide Squad, Idris Elba, and recently in um, Peacemaker he's writing in characters without really like a racial political, you know, agenda. And I think that's what should be taken note going forward, having people that, you know, make sense in the role where it's just natural for them to be there. Yeah. Like it's just natural for a, a woman of color to be in a relationship with another woman and, you know, it doesn't add or take away from the show. It just exists. It was just like, it was very interesting. It was very crazy. I loved like the dad and him being the dragon. Yo, he's a nut. <laughs> really weird. Uh, DCEU is in, is in a good spot, thanks to James Gunn. Probably a couple multi-million dollar checks. Rewriting Suicide Squad, coming out with Peacemaker. I don't know what's coming out next, but I really feel like they're in a good position with literally anybody because they could just put a show about the Polka Dot Man and they'd probably be in a good spot. The question is... The question is, what can they do sans James Gunn? Yeah, they're in a tough spot because I think DC um, IP, which like Leo Rydell talks about, is better than Marvel. Yes. Like Batman. Basically. Unquestionable. Um, I mean, the list, I think like that's like tier one, tier two. Catwoman, Joker, all that type of stuff. And the Batman universe. No, the, the, the character but, um, names, the like you said, the IP. Those are pretty like big. Says, the IP is unmatchable. Those I mean, Marvel really is big. good. And, and I think Marvel's about to, and we'll talk about this in a minute, obviously. Marvel might at some point in the near future with the addition of some uh, some x uh you know uh yeah. fox employees x x x uh they may be um they they may have a little bit of an upper hand uh, on the horizon um but let's let's not forget that marvel has like retired some of its like more popular names now like they can't go back to them they have different renditions of them like captain america I think right you're talking about yeah or we'll probably be in this movie um 
but like overall like those I think from like a comic book level, like maybe Spider-Man is the only one that's in the same tier. As I think Batman he's Superman. probably, I think he's the most popular. He is. Um, and, and he's also considered like one of the most powerful. I mean, obviously the, the core Avengers were always popular throughout the right. comics. Uh, hence why they chose in phase one to lead with the likes of Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, uh, right. Hawkeye, weird. But um, yeah, I, so like the, IP, the, the, the those at the top are so good. And I mean, I was a huge fan of Christian Bell, Batman, and yeah. Tom Hardy, was Bane, and Heath Ledger as Joker. Like, I just thought like those movies were so good. Yep. Superman, I don't really think they ever came out with good ones. I, um, I think people liked Man of Steel, but I don't remember anything from it. Yeah, so maybe they are in a, in a, in a challenging spot. I think those on Twitter would say if they just got Zack Snyder involved, everything would be fixed, but... Who knows? All I can say is I had no idea who Peacemaker is, and now I do. Yes. And I think they did a really good job inserting themselves yeah, in the conversation. I mean, we are 10 days, not even. I don't know how February works. It's weird. But we are close to, what is it, one, seven, eight, nine. We're nine days away from the Batman. So that's going to set another standard yeah. for the DCEU. I mean, Robert Pattinson, again, big name, right? Like, big money. Uh, is he the guy? Right. I mean, if it works. you think about the last three Batmans, there's been some serious name recognition. And we've talked about this in all. I mean, go back and listen to all the old MCU for dummies where we talk about the name recognition of the actors um, between uh, the MCU and the DCEU. But I mean, Jesus, you look at the last three freaking Batmans, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, that's no joke, man. That is no joke. It's also weird. I think this is where the MCU gets a bit of a... a some points here is that they have created this this world that has rules and with batman they're not going to come out with a no way home with you know christian bale right. and robert patterson and stuff so it's like can we maybe that's what james gunn brings to the equation this ability to take a new character i mean for suicide squad he was very vocal that rat catcher and polka dot man he was like let's just throw in the, the craziest people here and, and make yeah. this thing work and he did yeah um are we just going to keep making new batman because like making one batman of robert patterson is basically a promise of a trilogy and that's going to take six right. years to pull in covid world so it's Very just true. like is this what you guys are is this the strategy here it just seems it seems strange but to each his own because i think i still think peacemaker was great and if they hit the hit the actors and i think if they stick with this mature tone of we are graphic we are mainly for adults Yes, I think they'll have something here because they yeah. don't go back to the you know soft young teenager stuff. Yeah, and and they're gonna get they're gonna have a, um, you know I I, I mean Batman coming out in the next week is rated PG, right? And just because something is PG doesn't have to mean that it sucks shit, you know? Like yeah, it doesn't have to be. I I don't know. I I am not a. Um, like everybody needs to be like murdering. Like we need to see all the murder on set to like make it a good movie. I understand that that definitely does like, it definitely tracks like Batman's gritty, right? Like he's going to be a kind of a gritty crime fighter. So let's have him murder some people, you know, I, you know, if Batman murders, I suppose he doesn't, but you know what I mean? Like there's going to be blood and stuff and I get that. That's cool. But like first turn on the lights so we can all see it because fuck yeah. second, like it doesn't have to like you don't have to like james gunn has a very specific style and he rocks it 
there are a lot of people who have very specific styles when it comes to like bloody gory like fight scenes that are really bad so you got to be careful with that stuff because it can get like really bad really fast now lou would you rather that or like a crazy cgi third act you know <laughs> which i think won some awards the dragon scene that everybody was hating on uh, well lou uh, i just would like to remind you that um there was a giant dragon that fought another dragon and uh it was too uh digital i would have yeah. preferred a more uh practical set of that dragon <laughs> fighting right. that other dragon what, what else do we got here we got peacemaker book of boba fett give me your final uh, give me your final thoughts on peacemaker though Lou. Well, like where do so obviously there's there's going to be more peace we know that um do you think it's a movie next or do you think it's another show uh, i like i like the show format uh, not a lot really happened in the show i think it could have been like a week long yeah it was not a very long period of time that's for sure yeah it was very tight um I think there's so many more. This is such a funny show. You have this like cast of characters that are working. Yeah. Under Viola Davis. You have Vigilante, who's like no one knew was gonna be it wasn't Can't. wasn't positioned as a as a, as going to be a thing in the first few episodes. And then he was a thing, and now he doesn't have his helmet on, and now he's crazy, he does kung fu, and he also sells like pasta for his day job. And so weird. He's just crazy. So yeah, and then John Cena living in this trailer with this eagle, like <laughs> There's, I think it's just such a perfect TV show. They should renew this immediately and get, you know, going. Yeah, yeah. On, on I couldn't agree there. more. Couldn't agree um, more. And then maybe just throw Peacemaker in as like, oh, I've seen him before. That's like on the HBO show. Yeah, so. I, I agree. I think he is like, honestly, I think like it's a good, it's a good match. Obviously, like Deadpool is a more widely known name and Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds. But like, that's where I'd want to see uh, like a, a, uh, what's it called? Uh, who's a, uh, who's a, what's a Deadpool. Like, I know he's going to get another movie and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be, you know, rated R it's going to be MCU. It's going to be cool. Yeah. But I think like if you threw like a Deadpool show on Hulu, which I think Disney owns, right? Like that would be sick because you could really lean into it. You know what I mean? Instead of just this, like two hours of, yeah. of, of content, you really get some, some, some real storytelling, which I think is cool. Um, all right, that that's that's Peacemaker, Lou. I mean, we we've kind of traversed here from uh, Tatooine to uh, planet Earth, America, uh, and now we're gonna we're gonna open the door, and America Chavez is gonna kick a star portal, and we're jumping straight through into the multiverse, Lou, because things have gotten fucked. Okay, things are fucking nuts. Um, I don't know if. I could even come up with an example of a movie studio, a full studio or entertainment product putting together a movie with the stakes of Spider-Man far from home and then following it up with a movie like Dr. Strange multiverse of madness. It's actual insanity. I think they have lost their minds. Um, the like the implications of the whole thing or not i mean just getting toby Maguire back on set to be spider-man in 2022 2021 is out of bed is nuts is fucking nuts he was spider-man in 2002 yeah okay and now we're gonna go into this movie where we've heard his voice we know patrick stewart is here professor x is back and 
I mean, it, it, there, there's, there's going to be cameos up the butt. Where have they been hiding this script, Lou? That's what I need to know. They're doing a good job with it. They Where had, is the um, screenplay? They had the same. They had Michael Waldron from Loki, who got tapped to do some writing here for Lord Feige. Um, looks like it's going to be a blast. I'm, I'm trying so hard. I don't really know a lot about this topic because I'm trying so hard. Interesting. To not do the Spider-Man route and hype it up. I want to go in as raw and clean as possible. So I've been pretty good. I, 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 there's been no like- Things you've mentioned I knew about and I know that there's going to be some sort of Kang. um, So that's interesting. I don't know if there's- Iron Lad. Yeah, I don't know if it's confirmed or anything like that. I think that's been kind of some speculation. But isn't that a cool way to build Jonathan Majors into this role? So like all these different characters. And then I think it'd be so sick. Because then you're like, oh- he who remains was cool and then iron lad it's like also cool this is new iron man and then and an ant-man and the wasp and then he's going to be king the conqueror and then you're like this guy is terrifying i think it's sick dude i think 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 it's it's a good route there i think it's awesome what are you so you so i think this is actually a good place to start so you're trying to you're trying to keep back you're trying to avoid anything um this okay I mean, I'm aware of things, but sure. But you're you're trying to stay. You're trying to keep out of this. I'm not seeking. This, I'm not seeking. Yeah. Yes, I'm which, not going through Reddit posts of some person that maybe dated some guy that maybe was on set and you know is releasing the, the the script here. I don't I don't want to see that stuff. God, why do those people exist, man? Anyway, so you're you're not active. You're not actively trying to find. If something comes up, you're not gonna you're not gonna run, but you you're not actively trying to find it. That is correct. What are you expecting from this versus what are you hoping for? Uh, expecting, I think this is like the next Avengers movie. Like, I think it's going yeah. to be that level. And I think it sets up like spaces one, two, three, and four, very clear breaks Avengers, Age of Ultron, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, very clean. I think this is going to be this phase. What was this phase for? This is this phase's uh, break to set up everything else. The Loki season two. All of these weird, um, you know, fully fleshed out shows like Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, sorry, fleshed out movies. Guardians of the Galaxy um, seems like it's going to be their their, their capstone. Um, Thor: Love and Thunder seems like that's going to be it. It's going to be the introduction of James Foster here. We heard some rumblings in the Eternals documentary on Disney Plus that there will be no more large Avengers movies. So I think this is what we have to get used to here. These big, massive movies that have just tremendous implications where people are like, there's huge pieces here every five minutes. Every yeah. scene's going to matter. That's what I think. It's every scene, with the exception of like two or three of them, are going to have huge implications and be like, what the fuck going forward? And it's going to be Doctor Strange just falling deeper and deeper and deeper into this hole where I think at the end of the movie, we're not going to know where we're at. It's going to be like Loki, but like times 50, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be crazy. And I think th- I love how the trailers are progressively getting more. It just seems like this show is just packed. It like, sorry, is. This movie's going to be packed. Yeah, it's feeling, it's feeling crazy. I think the... Um, I, I I'm happy to bring up the them them saying this like there's there's no more like full scale like big time Avengers movies because I think 
to me, what that means is there will never be a team called the Avengers again. You know what I mean? I think like the Avengers are done. Um, and instead we will have like different team up, team up kind of like buddy cop go get with some larger like groups forming at some point. Like this is going to be uh, Dr. Strange. Well, and, and and again, we're, we're assuming that Dr. Strange is the good guy here, right? Uh, who knows? Because in all honesty, he's actually been a piece of shit. So why would he be considered the good guy? Right? I'm like, honestly, I don't know. Um, we're going to get introduced to a major character in America Chavez, who I'm sure is going to be around for a long time, right? We're going to get some more Wanda, uh, obviously cementing her as like a part of the universe for a long time. Uh, I imagine her children are going to be pretty important, right? As like maybe the introduction of X-Men as a whole. Um, so like, I think that's kind of what they mean by like no more large scale Avengers movies. It's going to be a group of folks who can team up and do whatever the fuck they got to do as like a team. Yeah. That said, this movie, I'm nervous because I don't like unpopular opinion. I don't like the idea of unlimited multiverses. I think it's a little too easy to tell stories in that sense. Um, you know, the thing that made Avengers Endgame so cool to me, and I and, and I think to everybody else, was like when you get to the to the last act of Black Panther, right? You are not expecting Black Panther to die, right? Like it's just not going to happen, right? In the Incredible Hulk, Hulk is not going to pass away, right? We need him to be around so that there can be Hulk too, right? It, those are kind of unwritten rules of what's happening. So there's like a lack of stakes in those movies. Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, we kind of saw the stakes kind of rise a little bit. Obviously, Captain America retires. We see Iron Man pass, right? Like, there's stakes there. I find with unlimited multiverses, you can kind of like erase any, like time travel already kind of erased any everything. And I understand that was like a very like Doctor Strange others, one in a trillion dick chances that you're going to be able to pull it off. And sure, fine. There's the, there's the one, Mr. Strange, Mr. Stephen Strange. Um, but at the same time, like, what's to say that, like, in a world where there's unlimited multiverses, like, you know, you can't just hop over to the next one and hang out with your old friend Tony Stark, right? You know what I mean? Um, so I'm kind of hoping we get that, like, closing of the loop, I think. I think it's well known at this point that like at the end of the house of M comic book, Wanda kind of like says no more mutants type thing. And then there's no more mutated humans around, which are technically the X-Men. Um, so I I'm, I'm kind of thinking like no more madness or like no more multiverse or like no more something like that, where we can kind of like close the loop on that shit because it's, it's, to me, I'm nervous that they're going to let the cat out of the bag and they're not going to be able to put the cat anywhere back near the bag. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? It does, but I think it's in their best interest to define what the multiverse is. Yeah, I, some rules would be fine. Very quickly. So I think, we, I, what, so what I would hope from this movie is that there is a better scene than the Bruce Banner, um, the enlightened one, where they're just the stupid timeline that the new rock stars always <laughs> use. 
um, where it's like, so you're telling me if I take the stone out of the multiverse, this will yeah, but what if I put it right back where I got it? Yeah, I think I think multiverse after Loki is in better hands than it would be with yeah. the Russo brothers, where the Russo brothers yes. would be like, what if we just everyone went back in time and they were just babies? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, obviously they know what they're doing to some degree here, but I think like new talent, new blood, new fresh faces, yeah. um, will be really good. I think it's interesting that like Doctor Strange is leading the way here like it will be yeah. an interesting thing to think because dr strange really isn't like violence he's like mystical and magic and usually the mcu is like yep. brute force punch and kick slam kapow type of thing punch so, kick slam kapow you know think, me yeah i think this one will be interesting i would expect dr strange to be more of like the narrative which i know sounds really stupid because his name's in the, in the movie title um but it's like his story going through here and experiencing everybody else that's included and um so like what are the new rockstar guys speculating on that uh courtroom type scene where he just like walks in and there's like people there like what are they saying yeah so so their their thought is it's uh the uh marvel illuminati uh um, okay which uh in the comics to my understanding again this is mcu for dummies so my understanding could be very off if you want to really good understanding you can follow your boy uh carl icon or whatever the hell his name is um so i think um to my understanding tony stark is on the uh, original um uh marvel comic illuminati oh, yeah yeah is that where um, in tom cruise well so that's the idea that's part of the speculation is that there is going to be a, a like a superior iron man um variant right and that could that could end up being um uh, uh tom cruise the illuminati itself i should mention the current roster uh of the illuminati um the original i want to find the og original marvel illuminati okay uh so here you go uh you've got namor who is the king of atlantis who we think we're yeah. seeing in black panther 2 uh tony stark uh reed richards who uh as we know uh he remains king the conqueror is a descendant of nathaniel uh nathaniel richards so that could that could be a nice tie-in for what's his name um you've got black bolt who is the king of inhumans which if you remember they tried to do a movie with uh what's her name uh oh god aria stark what's her name macy williams macy williams um she was in a inhumans movie that got delayed like 16 years for covid and bombed absolute terrible um then uh dr stephen strange and professor x now that's one two three four five six folks on the illuminati um Marv, uh, the the new rock stars folks have like broken down the the frame rate of the fucking trailer um and they think there's room for a seventh chair which you know whatever who gives a shit um so it's an interesting lineup i mean it's all people that we know right it's they're all very like easily recognized people from strange to professor x and i guess namor and and black bolt are the only two you don't know reed richards obviously would be a new cast etc um but it's a fascinating little like little plot point and and the biggest question Lou, to me and i'm interested to hear your thoughts here because we're heading into the multiverse right 
which is like very well known amongst potentially these people on this council or Illuminati or whatever the hell you want to call it. And I, I have to imagine they'll give it a different name because the world is a weird place and they'll think that like Disney is trying to like put Tostito salsa in your vaccines or whatever. But like, what do you think like the TVA versus like Illuminati relationship is? Like, does anybody know the TVA that's exists? That's, that's what I'm saying. I saw there was some orange glow um which could be TVA, but it sounds like they're using, waiting for the TVA for quantum mania. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really know. I don't, you said a lot of things, and I don't. I don't really know what the opinion <laughs> is here because I'm. I'm trying to stay away from the speculation here. Yeah. Because one of my favorite things about Spider-Man was just how fast it was cool. It hit. It hit just consistent beats because you knew everyone's story, and I think for yep. Doctor Strange, you you know everyone's story, or you're going to get a very small taste of who they are and you'll have trust that we'll come back to them at some point. Yeah. So, and we know this is a long runtime. Yeah. Like, I think that's probably two and a half. Best pretty well scenario, I think most strange madness is going to be a very nice layout of delicious, tasty sushi that you are able to pick at and try and have this abundance of beautiful goodness. Worst case scenario is that it's just way too much at once and you end up choking. Yeah. Um, it looks like uh, actually multiverse pretty, Pretty small run to not a small run time, but uh, just over two hours. Not not a whole lot. So tight. So I think it's gonna just hit hit hit. I mean, we still really don't know what like the the crux of this uh, story is. So yeah, I, it's hard I mean, to kind of map out. We know Mordo is coming back, right? He's mad at Steven. Uh, there's too many sorcerers. We know Wong's in there, obviously. No, we know America's shut. Like, the, here's what we know, right? Like, just off the top, we know Wong, Mordo, Strange uh wanda professor x i mean we heard him right like there's no friend his four yes so what's her name uh uh, rachel mcadams uh and and we know america chavez is there right like and that's that's a new character that could use her own movie as an introduction right so there's a lot going on yes um good though i'm looking forward to it i think it's coming out in may right Yes, I believe May. I believe right at the right at the jump of May, May second, May second. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, U.S. May sixth. El- right after uh, Cinco de Mayo. So oh yeah, be, uh... everybody, nice and actually, I'll I'll probably go see it on Cinco de Mayo because you know it comes out like the day before, which I find to be weird. Yeah. Um. So, a question for you, Lou. If you went back in time like you were the Hulk, right? And you looked at yourself sitting on your couch thinking about, hey, am I going to watch What If today? And you came back in time and you popped up in your room and you said, hey, pay really close attention because What If is actually going to be pretty important come Multiverse of Madness. Would you believe it or would you say... You're just trying to get me to watch what if. Yeah, I think they are going to have to. There's there's like a, a construct in video games where you can have dialogue with characters, but then at some point in the main missions, there's always lines that um, give you the gist of what was said without like further sure. information. And I think that's how they're going to have to do it here because they can't assume everyone's going to be watching all the Disney Plus shows like a bunch of weirdos like us. Um, so I think 
and 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 Marvel does a good balance of that, right? Like I saw Infinity War before I was a Marvel fan, and I still kind of like knew who everybody was. I, I could like get the gist of of it. Um, it's only becomes more enjoyable once you do know everyone's story, of course. But I have faith that they'll strike that balance there. Do you have concerns that you think they'll just blow over everyone's head? I was okay, actually going to say. I was going to say the opposite because I think it's, although obviously what if like we got some of the, like that black goo, that stuff like that was in that Dr. Strange episode, which you did not like, by the way, shall I remind everybody? I did not. Um, So like, we know we have like some of the visuals from that episode and like some of the, I guess some of the language, right? Like maybe there's an absolute point in time type thing, et cetera, et cetera, like all that stuff. I would imagine can kind of get carried over into, into this movie. Um, I think it, it, although it says like, Hey, watch what if, right? Like it, this, this obviously has some canonical importance to it. I think it also instead kind of says, we know not everybody's watching what if, so we'll kind of explain this again. Yeah. I think, I, I think you'll walk away. If you don't watch the Disney plus shows, you'll walk away um after watching multiverse of madness saying i understood what happened but i might go subscribe to disney plus now and go watch those things exactly because that exactly. would be more enjoyable and then maybe i'll go see multiverse of madness again and boost those little boxes box office numbers for uh house of mouse you've got if you don't if you do not help mr feige yeah, pay for that extension on his big, house big bonus he's gonna be so mad lewis yeah what's so- uh Let's wrap this up and spend like five to ten minutes talking about our latest favorite show of Euphoria. Lewis. Big crowd pleaser. Lewis. Season finale of season two yep. this weekend. You, late bloomer, I've been yep. with season two since the beginning, this season one. Um, but you are a big TV guy, and this, this show has struck a chord with you. Yeah. Where do you think that chord lies, and what is really, um, what, like, what does this show do for you? It's just really good, man. It's really good. I mean, Zendaya, I mean, you forget that like, she's very good. She's not just MJ, right? Like it's, it's, she's very good at everything she does. She's always bad. I mean, she's an incredible performer outside of just acting, right? Singer, dancer, et cetera, artist. She's phenomenal. She really is. She's just very good. Her, her character is so powerful. The way she portrays it is so powerful. Everybody on that show is perfectly cast. You, you couldn't, you couldn't dream cast somebody to be better than than how they are on the show, in my opinion. Uh, I, I just think they are so perfectly placed. I think especially knowing that somebody like Nate Jacobs, who is kind of a, a jackass on the show, right, is like a normal, like really cool dude outside of the show. Just brings Zendaya. so what was that? Dated Zendaya. Yeah, exactly. Like, like just having that like knowledge, I think is important for those characters because they do all play like a different version of a monster, right? Like they're all different kinds of monsters in their own way, but they're all monsters all um, yeah. because they're teenagers and teenagers suck. Um, but like just really just phenomenal. Lou. I mean, like the mother, I forget her name off the top of my head, but the uh, Zendaya's mother on the show is so wonderful. Um, you know, her, her contact in, in NA is, is such a cool guy. Just so, so many powerful moments on that show and powerful characters, powerful dialogue, powerful visuals. Uh, the, the fact that like the cinematography of the show, like being, have it being shot on film, like kind of gives it that grainy, uh, like it's not, 
um, so well put together, right? Like it's real, like it feels real. Everything about it feels real, minus all the sex they have, because I did go to high school and that was not high school, okay? Yeah, much um, more like end of college. Teaching, yeah, but also nobody looks like that in high school, can I just say? Yeah. Um, but still so wonderful. I, I, Lou, uh, how did you get started on the show? It seems so far out of your like normal show to watch. How'd you get started? Um, where did I hear about it? I forgot. I think it was somewhere through social media. Someone mentioned it and I thought, oh, this might be interesting. And then I just start watching the first episode and it kind of just hooks you in from there. Because the, what's so good about it is, is consistent. It's shot like a music video. The music's great. Like it, they play the right songs for the right parts. Every episode gives you an introduction into someone's backstory. So it compounds as the show goes on. You start caring more about these people. And even when they are pieces of shit, you know why they are that way. And you kind of feel compassion yeah. for someone like Nate, who's terrible, but you're like, kind of understand where he's coming from. Uh, yeah. And I feel bad for him or his dad and, and, and such. So um i think this is the most he, he, here's your soundbite here i think this is the most culturally relevant show since game of thrones wow because if you are on the tiktoks or instagram reels oh i'm on the TikToks. there's the preparation of the show every sunday oh yeah and there are cultural moments being clipped from the show that are becoming relevant and becoming meme like things um and I think that lends to the fact that the actors are so good at being completely like just neutral complacent and then turning it on immediately when they need to. Um, some of them are really boring when they, when they don't matter and then they turn it on. You're just like, I forgot that person's incredible. Yep. Um, we see a lot of that with Cassie this season where season one, she was a bit like, you know, pushed to the side. Um, and then obviously Zendaya, you know, takes the cake here. It almost makes it seem like her performance as MJ and Spider-Man was like an extracurricular. Yeah, right. Where she was like, I guess I'll do this because do, in, doing a favor for her boy. Yeah, because she's so great in Euphoria. But yeah, overall, I mean, if you're up to this point in the podcast, thank you for listening. But also go check out the show. I think it's really great. It's obviously, a walking huge trigger warning if you have experienced some of these things in your life. Um, but the show has staying power, and as long as everyone plays nice and, and keeps signing those contracts, I think yeah. it's going to keep humming along because it's really something special. So yeah, I I'm think they know they're a part of something, man. How season two wraps up? Because should be yeah, I was going to say let's let's get a prediction from you, Luke. Can we can we get a what comes next here? No one's died for a show that talks so much about like dark topics. You know, consequences, no one, right? Except Mouse, yo, Mouse can't be doing that shit, yo. You gotta Rue, you gotta chill, bro. You can't be Rue, doing that shit, bro. You can't be here right now, Rue. You can't be here right now, Rue. You can't come on, dude. You can't be here. Um, Rue, yeah, I feel like Fezco probably dies and affects poor Lexi. Um, yeah, who does not now. need trauma. We do not need to traumatize Lexi. Because yeah. let's be honest, if you're right, Lou, she's going to experience the worst night of her life. She's going to clearly embarrass her sister. Her sister's going to be mad at her. She's probably going to what from it seems like the trailer she's coming up on stage and they're gonna have some sort of cat fight uh on stage um, heavy on the, the window the uh yeah which is fucking horrifying um sydney sweetie was phenomenal I mean, did you watch handmaid's tale uh, uh not all of it i'm not okay. uh i, I did I not watch two I know seasons she's in yeah it. yeah so yeah go on um but so like lexi could be in the middle of having like potentially like a tragic breakdown of events where her 
first boyfriend dies and her sister wants her to die and uh mom crazy mom is just a nut you know it, it could be it could be really bad so uh, we're we're all rooting for lexi here i think we're we're all very nervous that uh next week could be very very poor uh for poor yeah. lexi although a... maud apatow is doing just fine herself i think she was just in a commercial uh, yeah. as as uh, uh i forget was she a baby in the commercial did she just voice oh, a baby i don't know i think she she's voiced great. a baby i always yeah, she's wonderful. of maud since the beginning uh, I, think, I think i think we see some jewels and zendaya, zendaya uh recollect i but, hope so um at least on good terms this season because last season was so bad i think this season was about like the second tier characters while the first season was more so about zendaya yep. and and so, sorry rue and jewels um hunter <laughs> schaefer and zendaya, zendaya um probably some cassie natty conflicts because they haven't talked yeah, and then there's this this lingering thing of Nate and his dad. The dad has to return at some point. I mean, yeah, we can't. I mean, walk geez. out of the house. They're yeah. peeing everywhere. Dad, um, can you put your dick away? Yeah, that was funny. It's like so dad, fucking good. I looked at everyone's face and I saw you. You didn't even make a, a face. I don't know. Overall, the show is just amazing. So, we'll have to see. I think something has to happen with Fez. Yeah, you know that's true. Mouse has to come back at some point. Um, that crazy woman who's running a sex trafficking thing. Okay, yeah, I know. Um, Rue owes her money, so she's going to have to pay up. Yeah, nobody's um, talking about that, are we? No, but overall, I mean, the season two's been great. High high praises on the IMDb, which you know I like, so I'm looking forward to this Sunday. Um, and then I don't know what I'll watch after that. I'll probably just prepare for Moon Knight. I know. And we got Moon Knight coming and, and, and we should mention, I think we, we've also got the uh, Lord of the Rings show is, is where do you stand on that? Uh, I'm excited for, I could use some content. I could use I'm some Lord of the Rings. excited content. that the richest man in the world wants to make a statement by just being like, here's all the money. Go make this show. I hope we yeah. win from this. I hope we benefit. He gets like a little award and maybe another show or two, the rights to it. And I hope we win from, from this being great. Yeah, I mean uh, that. I, I do. I will say I don't think that's coming out until like September, though. That's fine, though. We got Obi Wan over the summer. We got multiverse. Oh, we will be over. packed. I mean, there's no question about. We'll be well fed. It's okay. We'll be we well fed. Have a slow period. Our, right now. our very nice corporate overlords of nerddom will feed us uh, all of their tastiest uh, and most expensive IPs that they can find. Lewis, any any closing thoughts? Peacemaker, Boba, Star Wars, MCU, Moon Knight, da 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 da. What do you no. got? Anything to close us out on? Nothing more, my friend. I think it's been a right. good, it's been a good start to the year. A slow start. It certainly has. We're, we're chewing this one. We are letting the flavor soak in. So nobody's mad about it. Nobody is mad about it, my friend. Alrighty then. We will uh, we'll get out of your hair, folks. We've been here for quite a while, so we will get out of your hair. This is the MCU for Dummies. I'm dummy number one, Ken. That's dummy number two, Lou. Follow us on uh, Twitter at MCU for Dummies. Uh, we will be back shortly. I mean, there's there's a lot going on, so we will not be uh, on such a uh, long hiatus for the next go around. We've got the Oscars due out next month, Lou. We will get to get to some of that on our next conversation. Uh, hopefully, we'll hear from our good friend Leo Rydell on that topic uh, as well. So, uh, MCU for Dummies on uh, Twitter, Lou. Dummy number two, me, dummy number one, Ken. We will see you next time on the MCU for Dummies.